What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Modern Faith Podcast. I am your host, Christian, Christian Andrew, Chris Andrew, whatever you guys want to call me. Um, on this channel, we focus on three major topics, relationships, identity, and finance. And I'm so happy for that you guys were able to be here today. Um, this Today, we're talking about um, prayer. Well, this month, we're, we're focusing on the topic of prayer and how much it is so important for us to pray and the idea of prayer and why we should pray and all these questions. And so I'm, um, I love these podcasts because I get to just talk with you and interact and hang out with you and, and share my thoughts and share, um, kind of stories and, uh, get into some of the, uh, say maybe the raw, deep, um, conversations that I can talk about. So I'm pretty excited when it comes to these podcasts, um, the YouTube channel, I'm not sure how deep I want to go with YouTube, but when, when it comes to podcasts and, and, uh, talking in these in or talking on these type of podcasts, I definitely want to open up and share a little more, um, and go into depth. So whoever's rocking with me, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for always sticking with me. Um, but today's topic, we are talking about prayer and in this sense of being in relationship. Uh, so prayer in relationship, we really want to get to the idea that um, our, we, I have three topics I want to really talk about today when it comes to prayer. And the first one is being God is relational, not transactional. Um, the second one being um, God wants to hear from you and talk to you. And then the third one, God wants to teach us how to pray. So let's get into that first first idea that God is relational, not transactional. And so in a transaction, you know that you have to pay for something to get something. So when you go to the store or when you go um, you know, out shopping and you're buying something, you give money or you give um, you know, a, a payment for something that you're getting. And in that sense, when uh, dealing that with relationships, or dealing that with God, sometimes we think that we have to do something in order for us to earn God's love, or us, or us to earn God's forgiveness, or, or us to earn God's uh, respect or um, His favor upon our lives. And yes, there's a certain degree that God does give favor um, to those who are righteous and those who are, um, you know, doing really well. But the truth is, is we don't earn God's favor through something that we do. We earn God's favor through through something that he did. None of us can actually earn God's love or favor or um, earn God's forgiveness without Jesus. Jesus is the one that paid the price for our sins. He's the one that paid the ultimate toll. Um, and he's the one that paid that transaction for something that he gave to us that we can never earn. And so I know there's, um, people out there and preachers out there, um, that teach that we have to do certain things in order to receive God's love or receive God's forgiveness. And that's not the truth. God already did it. He, the Bible says that he gave his son for us as payment for his wrath. We know that Jesus took upon the his shoulders what we were supposed to take. We deserve hell. We deserve death. We deserve the grave. We deserve dying in our sin. But God stepped in into our lives um, 
and saved us and set us free and gave us the opportunity. The Bible says that he gave us the opportunity he gave us the opportunity to be called sons and daughters. God gave that to us. It's his gift. It's not something that we can earn or try to um you know uh, uh, work wages for like a, a worker going to to work and and getting uh you know paid at the end of the week. Uh, I can never earn God's love or forgiveness or his strength or power. None of that I can earn. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, preachers in this world going forward um, because the Bible talks about it, that they're going to try to steer you in directions and ways that it's not biblical. And so I encourage you, if you hear people like that, um, I I encourage you to read your word and, and get into your word because what God did for us is for eternity. It's not for a season. It's not for a time period. It's for our whole lives. So you're forgiven right now for the rest of your life. And you do not have to earn that. Salvation is free. It's a free gift that comes from the Lord and it's paid in full. And I know we really can't wrap our heads around that. But when I gave my life to the Lord and asked them for forgiveness, God forgave me of my past sins my future sins and my present sins. And I can't fully wrap my head around that. And I'm sure some of you guys are listening and can't really fully wrap your head around that also. But the forgiveness of the Lord on the cross um, is so much more uh, complex than we could ever understand. But what he does to us is he teaches us little by little how to understand him and love him and trust him and be in relationship with him. His whole goal coming to the earth was not to bring condemnation. Um, John 3.17 says that 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 he didn't come into the world to, to condemn the world, but to give life to the world. And so in our lives, sometimes we try to earn God's forgiveness and earn God's, um, you know, his 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 mercy or his grace no that's a free gift that that gift comes from the lord and so i want to um really just just uh encourage you guys when you guys are you know asking god for forgiveness believe it believe that he forgave you believe it because a lot of times we do feel guilty or shameful for our sins we feel ugly about the things that we're doing or we feel ugly about when we fall short and we're like, man, God, I don't know if you're going to forgive me right now because I just sinned or I did something wrong and I know you saw it and I know that I, it's it's bad and I know that, you know, it, it's frustrating because I keep falling into the same sin um, and we realize that sin does separate us from the love of God, but we also know that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not death, no heart, nor uh, evil no, nor power, nothing can separate us from God's love. The reason why that is, it's said that sin separates us is because we separate ourselves from God. We, when we sin, we walk away from the Lord. We walk away from His forgiveness, from His kindness, from His love, and then we uh, start going in there in directions that are not from the Lord. And so. Uh, I just want to let you know that God is relational. He's not transactional. You do not have to do anything to earn God's love or earn God's forgiveness. It's already paid for. It's already done. All you have to do is believe on him. The Bible says that he that believed will be saved. And, um, you know, there are going to be people in heaven <laughs> that, that are going to, we're, we're going to uh, look at them and they're going to be like, you know, you made it to heaven? 
Wow. And that's because God loved them and he cared about them and he wanted a relationship with them. There are going to be people that are in heaven that made it to heaven on their deathbed, like their deathbed. They're, they ask God for forgiveness and they ask God for, um, you know, to come into their heart because, you know, they believed it on their deathbed. And then there's going to be those people where, you know, I, what happened to them? I thought they were Christian. I thought they were believers and they're not in heaven. That's going to happen also. But there are going to be some people like we might be surprised, like who made it to heaven? <laughs> because God's ways are higher than our ways. And so for us to try to understand it, we need the Holy Spirit, and we need Jesus to teach us how to really understand that. But if we don't understand it, just accept it. You don't always have to fully understand or grasp what forgiveness is. You don't have to fully understand or grasp what um, the blood of Jesus really did for you. You just got to accept it. God will teach you how and why and 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 how it works out and what the blood of Jesus does but that's in relationship when he talks to you and when he when he hears from you and when you pray in those times God will speak to you and those open those doors for those scriptures and give you those the, those those right uh answers to the questions that you're asking but if you don't fully know it the bible says you don't have to fully oh sorry, sorry. the bible doesn't say that you have to fully know what God did for you in order for you to accept it you just have to believe because there's a part in the Bible that teaches us that when we believe on the Lord, we will be saved. And that's faith. That's believing in the Lord, even when we don't understand. And so God is so relational with us. And in, in, in the context of relationships, he's so willing to be with us that we don't even understand how much protection, how much love, how much grace, how much mercy he pours out upon us every single day. The Bible says in 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 um, the book of Psalms, it tells me that every morning He pours out mercy for me, every single morning. That new mercies for me are mine. That God gives me new mercies every single morning. It's like I, it's like a, I, I, to my account, it's allotted new mercy every single morning. I don't have to do anything to it. I don't have to do anything for it. I don't have to earn it. I just have to accept it. And this new mercy that I get is more amazing, more powerful, more um, <laughs> just amazing than I could ever imagine because I, I honestly need it. I need God's mercy because there's days where I have terrible days and they're not the greatest days or they're not the greatest weeks. And we do things that are unpleasing to the Lord. I need his mercy every single day. I need it to just have my day to live out my my walk with him it's it's god's uh mercy is god not giving me what i deserve because i deserve to like i said death hell and the grave i deserve that and yet jesus paid for my sins so that i can be written in the lamb's book of life for all eternity and i can't wait to see jesus one day and tell him god i thank you because i didn't deserve your love even though growing up in church and even though I grew up in a Christian home, I didn't always understand what God's love was. I didn't understand what that looked like. I didn't understand that I couldn't earn God's love. And lots of times, uh, even in my own background, um, I was always trying to earn people's love or 
God's love or even, you know, love with my parents or with a family member or with friends and trying to be accepted in a certain way. I do stuff um, in order for, you know, to come back to me. And that's not the case with God. And sometimes we treat God like that because we didn't grow up with, say, the perfect parents who loved us unconditionally. Yeah, I do know my parents love me, but there are, there were times in my life where it wasn't the perfect situation. <laughs> and and shout out to my mom, shout out to my dad. If they hear this, um, it's not that I'm trying to throw them under the bus or anything. But if I'm being honest, there have been times in my life where I didn't feel like they loved me. I didn't feel like they understood me or, or wanted to um, even get to know me as a person. I think there, are, there were times where I felt like I was the outcast, the black sheep of the family or the black sheep of of the brothers and the and well my brother and my sisters and i always felt like i was less than um and i'm not going to get too deep into that because there's there will be a podcast that i talk about that in depth and stuff and how it affects my relationships today but it does affect my relationships and it has affected my relationship with the lord and has really at times caused me to try to be perfect even with people perfect in people's eyes and I realize that I can never be perfect. I can never have it all together. And I can I can't I can try, but I, I can't always try to be perfect because in my perfection it seeks um the approval of people. Even if I did something wrong, I would like, you know, not try to let everybody know because I wanted to I wanted people to still see me, you know, in a certain light. But in the honest truth is is now I think I'm pretty open and honest about you know my shortcomings and the things that I've done wrong that it relates better to people. I don't always want to be that polished Christian. I've said this before, but it's something I think that we're starting to see in this world where a lot of believers are very, you know, like I never did anything wrong or I don't do this wrong or I'm this and I'm that and you're not perfect in this. And the truth is, is the disciples weren't perfect either. And God still used their lives. Jesus still called them out um, out of their whatever they were doing and called them into a, a relationship with him. And then when Jesus left the earth, they were still weren't perfect. There were still flaws and things in their life that they had to figure out and to work through. And God still used them. And they were mighty men and and able to to reach many people and save people and even the the um the shadows were saving or not saving people but um healing people i'm sorry even their shadows were healing people or um you know demons were knowing about them and and knowing their names and and they could recognize the power uh people could recognize the power and the authority in which they spoke and yet these men weren't perfect. They still had flaws and things to work out. And I think, you know, it's so important nowadays that we're able to be used of God and protect our testimony, but also reach people and let them know that, hey, I didn't come from the perfect background. I didn't have it all together. And yet God still uses my life and God still works in my you know, my family and God still works in my church and God still works in me to help the church and bless the church and love on people. And so, um, you know, God is not far from you. When you pray, God is not far from you. I want to, I want to just, um, encourage you guys. Sometimes your prayers seem like they're hitting the, the ceiling and they're not going anywhere 
or God's not hearing you because of a of, uh, 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 moment of, of weakness or a uh, uh, time where you, you know, foul or did something wrong and you're like, man, now God's not going to hear me. Oh, I just sinned or I just did this and I just got drunk last night or I just, you know, slept with my girlfriend or I did this wrong and I did that wrong. And, you know, now God's not going to forgive me. God's going to hate me now. And, 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 and to some degree, you might hate yourself because of it and might feel ashamed and, you know, just like just over yourself and, and you just, you just don't like yourself at that moment. And you're wondering, man, can God forgive me? Can God, you know, use my life still? Yes, absolutely. God can use your life. You do need forgiveness still, and God will forgive you. He He's faithful to forgive, the Bible says. And there will be things that, you know, God wants you to change and get right, get right um, and move forward in and, you know, stop doing, you know, stop doing the sins and stop doing the things that um, have led you to those sins, right? Don't put yourself in those positions to fall, right? Uh, if you're, you're someone who, you know, always gets drunk at family parties maybe you gotta stop going to those family parties man or or sister maybe you gotta stop hanging out with those friends maybe they're not really friends at all and you put yourself in those situations and that's what makes you fall or you gotta stop going over to that girl's house or that guy's house late night and because you already know what's gonna happen you got you gotta get out of that situation because when you put yourself in situations that make you sin or make you fall then you kind of know the pattern there. So if you stop doing that, it'll help you. It'll protect you. And God gives you the wisdom to get out of that sin and get out of those situations. So he's with you every step of the way. But even in your sin, God hears you and, and he's ready to forgive you. He's not ready to you know throw some lashes on you and spank you or throw the chunkla at you like your mom did. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's the joke. I don't know. I was gonna go somewhere with that, but I said no. Um, but yeah, like we it, we all think like you know God's ready to to hit us with the chunkla, hit us hit us with with you're bad, you're 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 messed up. No, God's always saying, "Hey, I love you still. I'm not always happy with you, but I love you. I don't always accept the things that you do, but if you would accept me in your heart, I can change your life." If you give me the opportunity, I will give you more and more of me so that your life looks like me. And you know that we're supposed to reflect Jesus. So as we grow in our walk with God, we look more like Jesus and less like the world, less like our old self, less like our old nature. And we begin to really step into the calling that God called us to do. We step into that calling that God wanted us to be or the person, we become the person God wants us to be. And so at every moment, God is with you at every step, every decision, every choice. You know, when you go to the grocery store or you're hanging out with friends or you're at the movies or watching a game on TV, you know, God's always with you and he's always listening. You know, we as his children shouldn't be hoping that he hears us, but we should be confident that he hears us, you know. Even in even in falls, God is still with us, and He's not leaving us. He's not ready to leave us. Um, and I know some of us come through come with backgrounds when we do something wrong, or we've um, you know we we grow up in 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 situations where you know we feel like once we do something wrong, that person's ready to leave us. That relationship ends, or you know that that um you know, that family member walks away from us because we're not good enough or, or, or we're just, you know, 
we're, we're affected by those those situations that has happened in our lives and you know people like adam and eve they experienced grace still god's loving nature still even after they ate the forbidden fruit i mean think about that like god still protected them god still gave them grace and still loved them and forgave them yet he wasn't happy with them and they were going to now physically die so there was a there was that was a huge huge sin right the thing that they did they completely ruined and wrecked you know humanity from that but yet god still loved them even after they ate the fruit the fruit you know think about noah um you know his experience with god right god was with him and he cared about all the animals and the creatures of the world and you know the survival of humanity uh through the flood like god was with him every step of the way god was with abraham when he called him you know and 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 he told him you know you're gonna be the father of many nations and you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and your sons and and daughters are gonna be like the stars in the sky <coughs> excuse me and you know uh even after the fall with you know hagar and ishmael god still loved him god still was gonna use his life god was still gonna um you know his promises were still for abraham even after that fall and so i'm not in any way saying that sin is good for us not at all but the lessons we can learn from that sin is good for us the the lessons we learn from failures are good for us um i think i've learned in my life just personally i think i've learned more from my failures than i have from my greatest accomplishments it's in the time of failure that I've learned not to do the things that I think I should have done or the things that I actually did. And I learned how to become the person I really want to become because of my failures, because of hitting head, hitting my head and because I'm stubborn. And some, and, and the truth is I've, I've hit my head so many times. I'm like, yeah, don't do that no more Christian. What's wrong with you? And I talk to myself pretty straightforward and pretty, you know, blunt, um, I'm really honest and real myself. So I just, yeah, like Christian, come on, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Like figure it out, dude. Like you can't be doing that no more. You're getting uh, to a point where you need to be mature. You can't act like the old Christian, you know? Um, but I, I say all this because I, I want you to know that God is always with you. And when you pray, even Elijah, I mean, Elijah, you know, just called fire down from heaven and then he was afraid and he was in fear and had all his anxiety and trouble. And he was, he was, you know, thinking he was going to be killed. And he went to this cave, right? And in that cave, God still fed him and was like, Elijah, just take a nap, bro. Like, just, you just rest. Don't worry. Just go to sleep right now because you're feeling all this way right now. And you just came off this amazing battle, this amazing um, time of victory when you know god um brought down fire from heaven right and and just completely showed the people that he was god and this amazing victory happened in elijah's life and he was still feeling a certain way 
And he prayed and he cried out, God, like, I might be the only one out of all these people. God's like, bro, go to sleep. <laughs> Take a nap. You're okay. I got you. I'm still with you. I still love you. I, you you're, you're, right now, you, it's, it's not about you. It's still about me. So here's some food. And he sent birds to feed him. And he just let him rest. And, that, and when he got up, when he was rested, he got up and he said, all right, Elijah, time to keep going now. Think about that. That's, that's the relationship God has with us. He's willing to wait for us and, and have, have that time of rest. And, and all right, like once you're ready, okay, you understand that I'm, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this with you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. I'm not walking away from you. I'm not abandoning you. I'm not, um, you know, ending this relationship with you. No, get some rest, take some time. And then when you're fully come to your senses, I'm going to still use you. And that's what God does. And that's the relationship that I want you to experience with the Lord. That even in that experience of like being overwhelmed or feeling um, alone, that you're not alone. And those prayers that you say, God hears every single one of them. God hears every single one of them. The Bible says that he responds to the prayer of the destitute. Psalm, in the book of Psalms, um, it says that he responds to the prayers of the destitute. He will not despise their plea. Now, our God, hear the prayers of our, and the petitions of your servant. For your sake, Lord, look with favor on the desolate sanctuary. Give ear, our God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests because of you, because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear and act. For your name's sake, my God, do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. This is David crying out to the Lord and telling the Lord, like, we're not making requests because of, you know, something that, that we're trying to gain from you. But we're only making requests because, you know, you're righteous. Not because we're righteous, God. Uh, verse number 18, it says, We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because you and your great mercy. See, that's, that's, that's the relationship. God, we're not making our requests because we're righteous, because we can earn something, because we can uh, validate our own self in our own ways, or we can even come to you in our righteousness. No, God, we're not righteous at all. We're coming to you because of your great mercy for our lives, how you poured out your spirit upon our lives, how you gave us stuff that we don't deserve and don't give us things that we do deserve. God, you are so amazing and powerful. And, and when we come to you, you give us mercy. When we come to you, uh, humble and we come to you in our hearts with with gratitude god you pour out mercy on our lives and so that's why we're coming to you because we know we can come to you in confidence knowing that you hear everything you know so point number two god wants to talk to you daniel when he was praying to the lord and asking for a uh, for for the 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 translations of the dreams and he was talking and the bible says that in daniel chapter 9 verse 20 he says why i was sorry daniel 9 20 it says 
while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sins and the sins of my people, Israel, and making my request to the Lord, my God, for his holy hill. While I was in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the vision earlier, came to me in swift flight about that time of the evening sacrifice. Verse 22, he instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to you to give you insight and understanding. As soon, verse 23, this is the big one. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. The Bible says, as soon as he started to pray, Daniel, as soon as you began to pray, think about that. God sent a messenger. God sent his word forward as soon as you began to pray. See, we don't pray like that at times. We don't pray believing God in that way, that as soon as I begin to pray, God answers me or God's wanting to answer me. He wants to talk to me. We don't pray like that. We don't pray like God wants to hear from us and God wants to answer us. We almost pray like sometimes like like throwing a, a Hail Mary out there like uh, in a football in a football way not a not a hail mary catholic way but a hail mary football way hoping that one of the receivers in the end zone catches it hoping that somebody picks it up and we score that day that's a hail mary it's it's almost like it's like a last ditch effort like i hope god hears my prayer and i hope he responds and i hope that he talks to me because I don't know if he's going to, and I don't have full confidence in him right now, and I don't have full confidence in me, and right now I'm not doing great, or I'm sinning, or I'm messed up, and you know I don't really think that God's going to listen to me because I haven't been doing great right now, and God's like, I just want you to hear from me and know that as soon as you started praying, my word went forth. Think about that. I want you to really grasp that. It's not based off your situation. It's not based off of what you've been doing. It's based off his love for your life. It's based off what he's already done for you. When you pray, you should pray, God, like he said, God, one of the things I love about this prayer, it says, while I was praying and confessing my sin and the sin of the people, He humbled himself. He wasn't praying for, you know, the riches and glory and the power and all that stuff. He was just praying, God, I'm confessing my sin to you. I'm honoring you. I'm putting you in the rightful place that you are. You're God. You forgive sins. He's confident. He's confident in his prayer right now. He said, I'm confessing my sin and the people and the sins of Israel and my people. And I'm just humbling myself because I know that when I talk to you, you you forgive us. When I talk to you, you forgive. You hear my voice. You hear my prayer. It's not deaf. It doesn't go on deaf ears. You're not turning a blind eye or a deaf ear to me. You're hearing everything. And I love this prayer. I love that that he sends Gabriel the messenger and says, you know, as soon as you started praying, God heard you. And then he tells, uh, then Gabriel tells Daniel, he says, um, for you are highly esteemed. 
therefore consider the word and understand the vision. And he gives him like the whole vision and he talks to him about exactly what, you know, um, what the king was asking for. So, I mean, think about that though. That's how God sees us, highly esteemed. Why? Because when he sees us, he sees Jesus. God's not still trying to pour out his wrath upon you. That's not what he wants to do. That's not his his goal. He already did it once and for all. He had to do it because that's what sin demands is, is perfection. But that's why Jesus paid the ultimate price. So he doesn't have to do it anymore. So he that the Bible says that he's so he was so proud of Jesus that this is my son. He talks about Jesus when he was baptized. This is my son whom I deeply love. I, there might be other adjectives he uses, but like, I'm so blessed by him. I'm so encouraged by him. I'm like Jesus when he was getting baptized um, and the father and the Holy spirit came together and he's like, this is the man, this is the guy that's going to take the sin from you. And the weight of the world is going to be upon his shoulders and the weight of sin is going to be upon his shoulders. The Bible says it time and time again. And that's it. That's, that's what we got to believe when we're praying to God, that it's not our righteousness. It's, it's the righteousness of Christ that when we come to his throne, we can go boldly. The Bible says we can come boldly to his throne because of Christ. Because when he sees us, Jesus is the advocate and he says, yep, that's mine. I've saved him. I've set him free. I've loved him. He's, he's got my blood on his heart washed clean. And God's like, yep, exactly. Yep. I love him too. God's like, God's not like, oh man, I guess I have to listen to his prayer. I guess I, no, 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 no. God's like, yep, you're right. I, I love him too. I, 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 I saved him. I gave him, I gave you him or I gave God gave, God gave Jesus to us and he loves us and he loves us. And so I just want to encourage you guys, God wants to hear from you. So um, our second point was God wants to talk to you and God wants to hear from you. Um, and I want you to believe that. I really do. Um, and our last point, as we get into this, uh, God wants to teach us how to pray. And there's that prayer that Jesus was teaching this, the disciples um, back. And, and, and this is like one of the most popular prayers. You see football teams pray this. You, pre, you see baseball teams. You see a lot of athletes and, and people, uh, celebrities talk about this prayer. And it's that Our Father prayer. And most people know it. Most people know some of it. Most people have heard it at least once in their lives. Um I'm not sure if everybody's heard it once in their lives, but most people have, and it's it's kind of out there, and and people have, have heard this prayer, but it's a good breakdown, and on our next podcast, we're going to break that down. We're going to break down beyond our Father, and we're going to learn why Jesus was saying this specific prayer, but um, let's just go through it right now, that specific prayer, and... um just kind of learn what was going on at that moment. So Matthew six, um, verse five, it says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love pray. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners and be seen by everybody else. Truly. I tell you that they have received the reward in full, but when you pray, 
Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father, who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts, as we forgive our debtors, or trespassers. Lead us not into temptation, lead us not into, into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's uh, uh, Matthew 6, 5 through 15. The prayer usually ends right around um, the verse 13 where it says, lead us not into temptation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, where it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Usually stops there. But I wanted to go a couple of verses after that, just because I wanted to just kind of get an overview of what that prayer looked like. And so, um, you know, in in this prayer, we see God wants to teach us how to pray. Jesus wants to teach us how to pray. And we start with the Our Father. Our Father is in relationship. Think about that. Like, it is, it is you and the father we know that everybody has a dad everybody has a father whether they're around uh, i'm i'm sorry you know everybody has circumstances and things that have happened but we were born with the father we were born with the with somebody that created us um and when it comes to the father jesus is teaching us how to pray First, he's like our father, right? Some of us say heavenly father. Somebody, somebody, some of us say dear father when we first pray. I like to say heavenly father. That's usually my first like go to. I always start out like heavenly father. I come before you, right? That's kind of how people start their prayers. Some people say dear father, um, or or mighty God, or or whatever, right? And you you can start out however you want. But as I learned to pray in church um as i heard other people pray or i heard my dad pray or i heard you know pastor um tony pray or i heard you know pastor ed when i was a real real young kid um or any of the pastors pray even now um pastor fernando um and these are just pastors that that are in my life or had been in my life at one point um I would listen to their prayers and I'll take some of their things and I'll take some of the prayers and I'm like, man, that sounds good. That sounds great. Or I'll get around a brother that prays really, really well. And I'm like, man, I love the way he prays. And I'll take some of that prayer from me. And God is constantly teaching us how to pray whenever I'm reading God's word and I'm listening to um, say how, how David would pray. I'd be like, man, David had that relationship with you, Lord. Or I, I, I love, um, some of the people that are older in, in years and they, they pray as God is right there. 
Like they, there's no doubt in their mind because they've prayed, they've been praying for so long that those prayers are so deep. They're so personal. They're so amazing. And I'm so blessed by a lot of those prayers. And so if you want to learn how to pray or you don't know how to pray, you can start with the Our Father. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not religious. It doesn't make you a Catholic. It doesn't make you religious. No, Jesus is the one who said it. He's the one who says, you know, if you're going to pray, pray like this, you know, um, and then go from there, grow from there. Don't, don't let that be your, 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 your stopping point. Like that's the only thing that you pray. No, start praying for your family. Start praying for your, your friends and your loved ones. God, protect them. God, help them. God, be with them. God, you know, encourage them and, you know, start praying for yourself. God, I don't want to be like this no more. I don't want to do these things anymore. God, help me to overcome my fear. God, help me to overcome my anxiety. Lord, teach me how to love you, how to serve you. God, I, I need direction for my life. God, I, I'm, is this the job that you have for me? Start praying. Start believing God um, and believing that that when you pray, God hears your, your every prayer. Now, when he answers you, you got to spend time in prayer also listening to his voice how long that is i don't know that's up to you but if you're not spending any time just hearing him or in your word you're never going to hear the answers that you need you're never going to hear it because all you're doing is making a bunch of requests to the lord and those are good god wants to hear from you but he also wants to speak to you right we we know that god spoke to all those people that we talked about in the bible earlier right moses he spoke to moses in the burning bush he had to get a hold of moses and tell him hey what i'm about to do right now this is serious man like this is real serious so you need to take this serious a burning bush if i saw a burning bush that would make me super serious i would be like uh man you whatever you want to do god i don't i'm about to die if i you know, I, I feel I would feel so like this is the most important thing in my life because I saw this burning bush or burning tree or whatever you want to, however you want to imagine it. I would, I would, man, I would, <laughs> I would go. Yeah, it would, it would be wild. It would be nuts. It would be crazy because God is trying to, you know, make sure that I'm serious about this prayer or I'm serious about what He's about to speak to me. And so God is serious when He's speaking to you. You got to have those times of allowing him to speak to you and just go for it. Have those times of prayer. If you haven't prayed in a while, I encourage you start praying again. Get up earlier. Spend 15 minutes every day, once a day, just like for a week. All right. For today or this week, I'm just going to pray every day for 15 minutes. Start there or 10 minutes or five minutes and just get consistent in that. And then you'll grow in your prayers. Okay, yesterday I prayed for, you know, so-and-so. Today I'm going to pray for my parents. Today I'm going to pray for, you know, that brother at church that is going through something. Today I'm going to pray for my my manager because he's, you know, being a jerk lately. So I'm just going to pray that God saves him so he can be less of a jerk or whatever. I don't know your situation, but start praying. Nonetheless, start praying. That's literally what this uh, podcast is about. Praying with that relationship aspect. God, you love me. God, you want to hear from me. God, you want to talk to me. God, you're not far away. You're in every aspect of my life. You're in every moment and every decision. God, you're with me. You you love to have a relationship with me. You love to talk to me. You love to communicate. You love to be there with me. 
and and help me help me have great experiences with you god you're not far away my prayers don't hit the um the ceiling and come down no god every word is known by you every thing i've ever done and is 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 known by you nothing's hidden from your sight nothing's hidden from your your ears god you you know everything and you love me the same and so that's what i want to encourage you guys to start praying in relationship pray in relationship we're talking about relationships identity and finance and there's so many things in relationship when it comes to the relationship with the Lord that he desires and he wants. He wants to hear from you more than you probably want to hear from him. He wants to talk to you probably more than you want to talk to him. And it's time to get back to praying like we've never done it before. He loves you. Okay. He loves you. Can you accept that? Can you believe that? This week, can you just tell yourself that? Stop telling yourself God doesn't love you. Stop telling yourself, God doesn't hear me. God doesn't want me. God doesn't use me. God doesn't this and that. Stop telling yourself all those negative things. That's not what the Bible says. God loves you. The Bible teaches us and tells us he loves us. And so let's pray like never before. All right. So let's pray now. And uh, we're going to end this out. And I'm just, I pray that you were blessed. All right. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I thank you, God. I love you because you love me first, God. Nothing I can do can earn your love. Nothing I can do can earn how much you give to me, the grace and the mercy, God. It is afforded to me every single morning, grace, and uh, mercy, every single morning, new mercies, God. And so I pray and I thank you, Lord God, that you are teaching us how to have a relationship with you and that heart that which you give to us, God. I pray, God, forgive us of our sins, set us free, put us on the right path, God. And I pray that you would help us, Lord God, to have that relationship with you that let it go deeper than we've ever gone before. We pray for blessings on, on these, these, um, these podcasts that people would be encouraged and, and filled and, and, and edified and, and that they would know that you love them. God, I pray all these things in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And so that was the <coughs> man. I don't know what, it's always when I'm doing these podcasts that I start coughing or, or I like even the last one that I did a podcast with, I had to put a lozenger in my throat because I don't know. It just, it's weird, but I know that it's the enemy. I don't like to blame the enemy for a lot of things, but I know it's the enemy because he doesn't want me to, to encourage people. He doesn't want me to get on these podcasts. And so I just encourage you guys. Uh, keep going for the Lord. Keep keep praying. Keep believing. God hears from you, and He loves you. And um, you know, I love you too, man. So, or I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know why I said man. I love you. I love you too, guys. Uh, Modern Faith Nation. I love you guys. Uh, if you guys have prayer requests or things that you want to, um, you know, talk about, like hit me up. I, I've been saying this, but I, I definitely want you guys to hit me up and and let's chat and and. Um, so we're, we're still doing our, um, once a week podcasts. I'm releasing this, uh, very, very soon. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited. So keep rocking with us, keep doing uh, what you're doing and yeah, let's keep doing this. All right. All right. All right, guys. Peace.